Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Triforce Tax Podcast. This is episode 40, the big 4 We're about to have our midlife crisis as a, as a podcast. Uh, maybe. Well, there are actually some changes coming to the podcast, so maybe it is midlife crisis. Um, oh, the first of true. which is going to be the days changing if you watch it live, but I will get there. I'm Spicy Appies, as always. Uh, joined today by my fabulous co-hosts, Riley and Remkev, in whatever order or variation of each other they want to I'm going to change it up today. Uh, I'm rambling. Wait. Fair. Who am I then? (laughs) I don't know. Pick someone. (laughs) I can hear like birds chirping in the background too. Uh, The gears are just grinding like to a halt. (laughs) I I actually... I don't know. I don't Hi, Ramkev. I'm Ramkev. <laughs> nice. Okay. Great he is Ramkev today. Imagine being Ramkev. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I imagine. agree with Admirable in chat. I think Ramkev could can't cosplay Ramkev pretty well. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Not a bad, not a bad mm-hmm. take. Um, anyways, so a couple things to go over today. Um, what we're going to be talking about today is, it should be pretty obvious for anyone who, I mean, if you're watching this podcast, I'm assuming you you enjoy TFT or you're a, a cultured person. Nope. And you know that Set7 just came out. Nope. <laughs> I've never it's enjoyed TFT how... in my life. Actually, I'm the last person who should probably say that because I'm the caster. Right? True. <laughs> true. True, true, I true. Love, I love TFT. People awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Set7 just came out, uh, which is, what is Dragonlands? And, you know, Indeed. you might have seen the title of the, the podcast today, but uh, early like in the thumbnail, dragging these nuts across your face jokes are going to be running rampant for a while on the podcast, like in lobbies, just in general. So don't like, you know, take it. Embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't get tilted by them. Embrace them. Be happy with them. And uh, just rub these nuts across your chins collectively. Exactly. <laughs> your one collective large chin. Uh yeah, so we'll talk about set seven today, just like early meta, because early meta is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> crazy meaning a couple different things, but we'll get there. Uh, yeah. So if you want to just start where we always do, sorry, my brain's kind of like super weird today because it's, um, it's too early. It's too yeah, early. It's in like the earlier in the day. I got a tournament later. I woke up late. It's just like the whole whole thing. But my week's been good. I uh, didn't really play much TFT at the end of the week. And then as soon as the set came out, I'm playing a lot. Um, I, I gotcha for, for Yasuo. Oh, snap. and I have never had worse gotcha luck in my life. I had to buy every egg possible to get the Yasuo. I think it was like 36 or 37 eggs. I said like, like a hundred oh. bucks. And then you get the rambling tweet. He said first he egg one. off the pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got it first egg. First for, egg. He got his free egg. Well, um, so I was not making worlds. <laughs> Used up his luck already, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Ramblin's luck is just is never in tournament because all of his luck just is in gotcha. So if he went to like like fucking Fire Emblem Heroes worlds, like it'd be like a pulling competition. You know, he'd be he'd be off the races. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, so that that was that. I've been enjoying the set a lot, playing playing a lot. I have a tournament tonight. Um, it's a it is an eight the Aegis Esports Weekly tournament. I'm, it's a grassroots thing. I'm trying to enter. I'm not trying to enter more grassroots stuff this set. Um, so decided I'd, I'd kick this set off with a, a boom by hopefully getting out game one and then going to bed. But nice. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's my week. 
How you been, Kevin? Oh, I've been good. Uh, I don't even remember what I... Oh, yeah. So my sister came to uh, to catch the Celtics game. So she flew in all the way from from uh, from NorCal, where she could have went to also watch NBA Finals, but she didn't want to get heckled as a, as a Celtics fan. So she came <laughs> over here and then caught COVID. And had some uh, pretty bad symptoms, so uh, it's, it's a big GG. It's a super big GG. But yeah, I've been, playing, I've, I've been playing some TFT. Uh, I think I, I actually have relatively few games in. I just played my like 20th game, but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been digging the new set. Oh man, I I don't think I had a better series of promos in my entire life. My you went first like one, one 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 right? Yeah, I went one 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 two one, <laughs> and it like oh, I was like, okay, so what people people got to understand is that like promos are like so big for not having to play as many games because you get so much LP. I remember I like I won my first game plus two seventy five. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is this is like the mo- five most important games I'm ever gonna have to play in my entire life. You know how I mean my promos is I went to I told Kenwell this actually, but I went to slam my like dry. So there's a yeah, <laughs> there's like an item that Drymancers have like spawn basically that you put it on a unit and turns into your Drymancer hero. And I accidentally slammed a Sin Spat on my Zaya instead of making her my Dragonmancer hero. And mm-hmm. so I just like lost the game. I was like an easy top two, and I just went fifth because she just kept uh, killing herself by jumping in the back. Oh line. man! <laughs> and I lost my yeah, stat. Yeah, it was real sad. It was real sad. Yeah, promos are good though. Uh, someone who has not played their promos yet is Riley. <laughs> my promos are going great. They haven't been played yet. I haven't played set seven. <laughs> I've I did finally play PBE on like Monday. I played nice. three games and they were all Kane because I really want to make Kane work and god damn it Kane sucks. Really? Yeah, I think Kane is he's, Kane is he's really good in the right spots and he's really bad in the wrong spots, I will see, say. Uh, see that does that means he sucks because <laughs> I'm going to force that shit 2020. So like, Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not a 2020 kind of guy. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's the vibe I'm getting, but other than that, like I've actually been having a lot of fun watching the chaos unfold. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I've just been vibing. I'm had a great Pride weekend. I have a series of great weekends coming up. Um, I had a great Pride weekend. It was my first like actual Pride because suburban Maryland never had shit and didn't feel like going to Baltimore, D.C. for Pride because that's like a whole trip and a whole commitment. But Philly Pride was like right outside my apartment. So I was like, I have no excuse not to go. And then I went and it was a ton of fun. And I had a great time. I ended up at a fucking rooftop pool party. Oh my gosh. Oh, like, wow. Fucking fancy shit. I'm not uh, if <laughs> not going to talk anymore because it might get the TOS territory. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was like, a no, it was like a roof, rooftop party at like the swanky ass hotel. And it was like a drag show. And it was a ton of fun. I did not do anything illegal. I fucking promise. Um, <laughs> Sounds sick. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to New York this weekend. 
And the weekend after, um, I'm gone. I'm gone from podcasts next week because I will be in Wisconsin, uh, getting a new trombone. Oh, Ooh. hype! So does Wisconsin I, just dish out like like really good trombones? <laughs> the um the company <laughs> that I want to get my trombone from, their factory is up there, and their trombones are it's like a couple base models, but their stuff super fucking customizable. So I want to. So I'm going to like go up and just try out a bunch of different shit and hopefully come home with a new trombone. And by hopefully, I mean, I'm determined because my horn is nine years old and it's holding me back now for sure. Like I can I can feel it act, that I'm actively fighting it, which is not a good thing for a trombone. So, yeah, we're doing that. And yeah, so I'm, I'm gone next week. It'll just be these two. These two. Wait, that's so exciting, though. Getting a new instrument. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got... I got a lot of shit happening. And also, uh, there's potential stuff happening. I don't know. I'll, I I can talk more about it when we get to it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, Jirashi will not be here next week. And then also, for anyone, I think we may mention this last week as well, but the podcast is actually moving to Fridays from, from here on. Um, so this one was recorded on Thursday, but we're going to be doing Fridays at, I think... Probably the same time as we done on Thursday. I think, I think I, we I said seven thirty, yeah, normal time. Yeah, like seven, yeah. seven thirty. Um, so it'll just be a day later than oh I shouldn't it shouldn't affect uh the YouTube side of things and like the Spotify side of things too much. That depends on I I don't want to put words in Mateo's mouth because maybe he won't have time uh after like you know, I don't I don't know. But it should be fine. Everything should be uh a okay. So that's one of the, the big changes coming to the podcast. Um I guess that's the only big change coming to the podcast uh anytime yeah. soon. There's a, oh um, the, there's from like I want to say like three weeks in August. I'm also gonna be um, gone from podcast because I got a gig offered to teach drum corps for like oh shit yeah um so I for anyone who like follows drum corps I'm gonna be I'm gonna be low brass staff at Raiders um it's like an open class core it's not like it's not like one of the like insanely big cores or anything, but still like a good group, and a lot of my friends are teaching there. So, yeah, I'm. <laughs> this all it's always me. It's always me, the one who's like missing from podcast. But like, I got a lot of shit happening in my life, and also, I think what we, what I propose and what we might want to do is have like a guest host on to replace me those three weeks. So it's not just three straight weeks of Riley's gone. So. We'll announce that soon, hopefully. And yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Trust me. I'm very much still staying here. Just a few weeks. There you have it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it'll be, it'll be a uh, kind of a crazy couple of weeks here. The podcast, but so, okay. My brain is not functioning. Like I said, I was going to try to find some pivot and like, you know, I said the set's crazy. The set's fucking crazy right now. Everyone the plays set. Nami. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk I, about set the set set's in insane. Dear God. Also fucking <laughs> Nami. God damn Everyone it. plays Nami. It's crazy. What a what a crazy time we live in. Yeah, the the meta right now is that the really broken units are. I would say like the two okay the two people two units that people play the most right now are probably Nami and Varus in terms of carries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like these, so Astral makes it very easy to hit these you know these three star units, and then mm-hmm. they're both just like <laughs> so. Varus. I think, yeah, I think Varus is the underrated one. Like the, people realize he's broken, but like, I don't think they realize the extent to how good he is. Cause his, th- so what Varus is, 
is he's a sharpshooter. Uh, he's a sh or swift shot, rather, not sharpshooter, sorry. He's a swift shot, and he's an astral unit. And you basically just reroll him with allow. You like dual carry siphon a lot of the time. You don't even mm -hmm. have to. You can just play him whatever. But that's the honestly, you don't even him. need allowy. It's just like bears three plus yeah. frontline. Exactly. Yeah. We just yeah, you play allowy just for actual and stuff. So it's very easy to play yeah. like the bruiser frontline with him. Like um, I've won a game because I didn't find any allowies. Just <laughs> three star scarter, and that was Sheesh. that was my frontline. You take those as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the thing is that Varus, what his spell does is he has 120 mana, and he attacks very quickly, right? Especially when you have a Rage Blade on him, which makes people run Rage Blade on him. So he attacks very quickly, and his spell at 3-star stuns the target that it hits for 2 seconds, and then stuns 2 more targets for 2 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and like, he's dishing these out constantly. And the damage uh, does like percent AD damage, you just put a D-Blade on him, it's like, oh my, like, I think the it's, most common it's zone just, is like Rage Blade, Hurricane, D Blade. Um, yeah. Yep. And it's, it's gross. Because it's, it's just so a ton of CC, to ton of damage. He does it all. Yeah, it's so easy to hit. I had a game today where I was holding a Varus 2 on bench. There were two people rerolling re Varus. The turn I sold my Varus at the end of the game because I wanted they all to hit. Play, I used money. <laughs> they all they have both hit Varus 3. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked and up. I was hard. like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> you you put you put the remaining Varuses back in the pool. You yeah, because <laughs> like three cost units, there are eighteen in the pool. You can only get I, there are eighteen, right? Or is it? 20? Yeah, I think yeah, so. it's, eight, it's, it's eighteen. Yeah, twenty-two so there's, is two cost, so it's eighteen. Yeah, there's exactly enough for two three stars in the lobby, and that's it. There's no more. So you know, if you happen to have like three of them, and they're both holding on to like eight, wait, that's not possible. One has seven, and one has like eight or something, right? Then, then it's done. You know, they're stuck. Yeah. They they can't do nothing. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I get punished for selling this Varus at the beginning of stage six. And then they both just fucking hit And Varus then you 3. got punished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, instantly. Uh, the thing is, so, and then Nami's the other case, right? Where Nami's, uh, so what Nami does is you basically just stick a little bit of AP on her. Particularly, like, she likes relatively long fights. So, like, Archangels, Shoujin, yeah, Archangels. you know. You stabilize um, and, off of one Archangels, and then you just do, like, frontline items. It's so... Yeah. Because what she does, she just heals your frontline infinite for infinite time. And, like, Silas is very tanky, so, like, Silas with some tank items never dies, really, if you have a Nami with, like, an Archangel. And then she does damage while healing, and it's just, like, it's super easy to three-star. She's also Mystic, so you just get to in... You can get in Bar and Lulu and Trainer and stuff, like, super easily. And it's just, mm -hmm. like, the board makes itself, basically... It's, yeah, it's it's, it's like yeah. you don't even have to think about what units you play in you put in next, right? It's just like, oh yeah, I got a I got a Silas in here. We put in more mages. You put in a bard. You put in any other mage that's not named Lilia, you know. And you then know? <laughs> you know your board is your board's lit, right? You, you know what? Actually, I was thinking that these that the two comps feel like Varus and Nami is they feel like fucking Yu Gi Oh theme decks. <laughs> it's like a pretty film. like it plays itself. <laughs> Like, you go to Walmart, uh, like, you could buy a bunch of packs, right? I'd like, like, one, like one Nami starter pack, please. <laughs> yeah, like, like one Nami-themed, like, it's like, like, 12-year-old Kevin and I go to the store, and, like, like he gets the, the, the fucking yeah. Nami-themed deck, and I get the Varus-themed deck, and we each other, yeah. like, like Yugi and Kaiba, duking it out. Yugi and Kaiba, you get, like... Nami is the Dark Magician and, and Varys is the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Okay, yeah. I'm 100% gonna start playing set 7 tonight because if the board, you don't have to even think about the board. Cool, up my fucking alley. I hate thinking about boards. Let's fucking. Yeah. Let's fucking yeah, do it. Like, yeah. 
minimum like two per lobby, right? Minimum two Namis per lobby, probably one Ferris, probably four Nami players. Let's be completely honest about things, but you know, minimum two. Yeah. Yeah. And they will both hit. They will both hit every time because there are 22 yeah. Namis in the pool, which is why it's yeah. actually, I, I've, I've, Started to think that maybe I should do the same thing you used to do with Katarina, where I say like if everyone oh, it's, holds it, you can't you can't do it. It's it's because that that's the thing about Astros. It's like you they'll can't still stop hit. Them. They'll, yeah, st- they'll, they'll hit before they'll <laughs> hit before you. Are. But I actually think uh, okay. So this doesn't leave the podcast actually. Uh, this is this is actually super secret. You know, don't if anybody's it. actually trying to get success as a Nami player, don't roll for Nami three. Look at Nami three and look at her numbers and compare those to Nami two. It's like very minimal change. I've outplaced multiple people every single lobby playing Nami two, and they've been donkey rolling on level six for Nami three. I feel like that's such a you thing. Like, because <laughs> oh, I still I bring this up all the fucking time, but like you and fucking set five point five fucking contesting my calves and outplacing me every fucking time. Oh while yeah, I'm stuck donkey <laughs> on level six, and you're just fucking pushing levels, and I still hit the Hecarim three, and you still fucking beat me. So like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was watching yeah. some rambling last night, and he was doing like fuck slow rolling. We're gonna push level eight with Nami two, and then we're gonna hit Nami three on level eight anyway because of fucking astral. So, yeah, and then the yeah, players just like, die. That looks like the way fine. to really go about it. Yeah. yeah. Also, I never hit Nami three because every, by by the time I go level eight, there are two not two other Nami threes in the in the lobby, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you all just hold Pretty. hands, top three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah, trying I, to figure out if you can and or should open for it, but whatever. Uh from, it's I've, like you don't, I've heard like you don't things. need to. There's no right? point in really doing it because like you don't need econ to hit Navi too. True, but also you, it's all yeah. I guess also item priority. Oh, you need two components and I mean, then yeah. everything else is fine. Mm. You know, you need a rod and a tier and then feel, everything else goes completely. I feel like I feel like Shojin. I from what I've seen, like Shojin helps a lot though. So like I but I feel yeah, like Sh- it's, I, it's just those yeah. two. So, I will say, okay, this is this is the second thing. I actually think this also doesn't leave the podcast. Mana items are the most fake items in the entire game right now. Oh, because hmm. of Lulu, and because of Zoe, and because of those two units, mana items are completely not obligatory. You don't need them on any carry. You could have an Aushin. And I take a Zoe on my board over a Shoujin any day of the week. Or a Lulu. Those are both both okay. Like just for the attack speed steroid? Like with the 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 Gentry Nail? I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I can see it. I can definitely yeah, see it. I can see it yeah. too. For sure. I mean, Lulu's numbers are fucking crazy. Yeah, they're insane. Lulu's she's probably gonna get. Numbers. She's gonna get nerfed. Zoe's gonna get nerfed. Nami's gonna get nerfed. All of the bruisers are gonna get nerfed. Everybody's gonna get nerfed. And then I can finally start playing reroll <laughs> volley pair. That's be racing, dear. He's the closest one. He's the closest one. Okay, so when we when we of course we're be patching and we nerf all the Nami shit, 
please, Buff Kane, more dog, please. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I want to live in a world though where Kane gets buffed. I'm, I'm want, scared of that. Yeah. In that world. I, okay. Yeah. I want a very small, small Kane buff. Not. Not to make him broken because I don't want him broken because then everyone's contesting me. I want him to be good enough that I can establish myself as Kane 2020 and never get contested. Because Wait, you could also <laughs> just play Talon though. Wait, Talon yeah, Talon's bad. actually good. Talon's I, I played see, David okay. Talon today and he's fucked up a boy. Like, he's just destroying my, everything. Here's my thing about Talon. Except for Talon, I like or for four cost Talon. I need to know the early game to get to that. I don't know the fucking early oh. game. Ah, yeah. That's I mean, fair. I think it's like you just need to get the guild online. You can use yeah, like Diana. That's what it sounds stuff. like. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. think. Um, so, you know, as much as we're talking about how Nami and Varus are broken, this is probably the most balanced a set has been on release because you can play a lot of stuff and do really yeah, well. Yeah. What people don't like, realize is that there are a lot, there are a lot, a lot of comps that specifically oh, yeah. Nami that just take a huge dump over Nami in the late game, right? Like, there are so many comps that Nami is just incapable of dealing with. It's just that you, you kind of have to get there. And while you're getting there, Nami's board is like 7-0-ing you every single fight. But, you know, once you get there, yeah. it's, it's, it's just so it's hard to kill the game. Is the I, thing, wonder, yeah. I wonder how Kane does into Nami. Uh, uh, you have to good. have a QSS. Otherwise, yeah. you get Lulu'd. Yeah. You if you have QSS, many, he does really well. If you don't have QSS, it's pretty bad. How many, <laughs> wait, how many units does Lulu? Stun at uh, four at two star. Four. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. No, no it's it's a yeah. lot. She's you insane. definitely need a QSS. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. But if you have it, you're actually like okay. the matchup's really really good for Kane if you do have it because he just doesn't die. Uh, no, he kills everything. He kills the whole backline mm -hmm. and he ignores yeah. Silas at the end of the fight. I think I in just in those three games off um on pd i feel like i figured out a lot honestly like i th i think i i think i know kane well enough i low-key this is gonna be fucking weird i was sitting in a fucking park in philly watching food wars of all things they said <laughs> something no and they said something on the show about like oh like drawing from everything is like drawing from your past and then I realized what I've been missing with Kane. <laughs> Cause it's just like, oh, I'm like I'm like trying too hard to build a set seven board when I can just copy what I did in fucking set six with Talon. Cause I was like, okay, like play Lee Sin for Tempest for the fucking stun and yada yada when I realized, oh yeah, just play like play three assassin plus plus was it? Three assassin, Gen. two frontline, plus a rage wing synergy bot, because that's what I do yep. did with Talon. Like I, re I realized just fucking play Diana. Oh yeah, Diana's so good. Diana's oh, so good. Oh, yeah, isn't yeah, it crazy? Yeah. Broken. It, isn't it crazy how much good advice anime has for the world? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. when you're competing. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's. I don't know. I think I like sent that to a couple discords, and I think Yubin's discord was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Wait, <laughs> food wars equals food wars leads to advice about Kane. Hmm. Yeah, oh, well, I, I told you to about like the the soccer anime I watched that made me like mm -hmm. like really revolutionize my mindset again, uh, like in terms of like, how to get better at the game and stuff. Like like anime just has some good fucking advice. It really when does. Yeah, when you're into anything competition wise, yeah. I don't know. So that was, that was um, my point because also like 
just having Diana for that extra body in the back line does so much work. It buys so much fucking time mm -hmm. for talent. It buys significantly more time than Tempest does. Also, Leeson kicking shit into the back line is really bad for talent, I realized. Or Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking Freudian slip. I want Talon back. <laughs> I uh, playing Talon. Hecarim also feels so bad because oh, he yeah. just like runs up and it griefs your like, you have to always play like some shitter right oh, no. it. I, just play Shivana. easy think, oh no I think Hecarim I think Hecarim's thoughts in great actually like he usually does he, he mess up the if you so if you opposite corner him it doesn't still mess up, up too badly with the Cavs, they still, if, if, if it's a far corner, they still walk up. They I still think. walk up, but yeah. from my experience in the fights, it doesn't fuck everything over. Yeah. It's a, gotcha, it's, gotcha. It, the front line is a little bit closer, but from what I found, it's not the front line stays there and then Hecarim runs into them. Because how I, th how I, how the Cavs targeting works from where I picked up in set five, um, if, so, like, the front line will, will aggro the closest thing. If that closest thing is the Cavaliers, then a lot of the time the Cavalier will just run up and their front line will wait for the Cavalier. But if they're that front line is aggroing onto not the Cavalier, they'll still walk up to meet that and the Cavalier will just run into them. So, if you put Hecarim opposite corner and then their front line's not aggroing onto Hecarim or not picking up the aggro onto Hecarim directly then they'll still walk up and Hecarim won't fuck with that. That's a Pepo G. That's a Pepo G positioning thing. Yeah. Hecarim, if your front line is all Cavaliers, that fucks with Sins. If your front line has one Cavalier, that does not fuck with Sins. As long you have okay. the opposite corner. You cannot put Hecarim as the main front line or else he'll walk up. But also having Hecarim in the corner anyway, I think is better for the horses and the fear. So you you just opposite corner Hecarim from the king, and then you're good to go. Actually, I've been totally avoiding playing Hecarim on that board, but like, like he's the play. It's so good. <laughs> also, Assassin Hecarim, low key fucks. If I can see it. If you get mm. a sense, I, I've been putting the sense bat on Hecarim. Have any of you played Hecarim three yet? With the no seven it, or eight second stun. Oh, that sounds. Okay, that sounds like Alistar, though. In all fairness, I played I played against it twice. Okay, so the first Hecarim three that I played against was like on PVE, I think, and I was like, I got hard destroyed because, yeah, th three eight second stun is crazy. I, I didn't even know they had a Hecarim three, and suddenly it ulted and my board stopped moving, and I was like, what what happened? <laughs> is this is the game bugged? And then it was like, oh. <laughs> but I actually played against it on live and it did absolutely nothing because I played Talon 3. Sheesh, it, sounds, yeah. it kind of sounds like Braum 3 and that like if it goes off and then they drive right direction, <laughs> yeah. it just wins the fight instantly. Yeah. But if it doesn't, which it mostly won't, it just fucking yeah. sucks. Because <laughs> like Talon 3 is legitimately like, you'll never, Talon 2 is never going to get hit by Hecarim 3, you know? Like Hecarim yeah. is going to run up Hit your back line and Talon's gonna be over here being chilling, killing, killing everybody else. Yeah, I um being about Talon, I think people uh, so so you know, again, Nami Varish, like the big talk of the town right now, Mage Aso a little bit in that discussion, a tiny bit still. Mostly just Nami though, in that in that mage area. But uh people like there's so much playable stuff. I think sins are fucking crazy. Particularly like in the meta right now, sins are so good. 
Um, oh yeah, I feel. I feel Diana's like absolutely ta- broken. Talon so. I f- sounds like he'll take a fucking dump on mages because he just yeah, one shots. Yeah. Talon, Talon yeah, he's really good. Mages. He's uh, yeah, he's super strong into mages. The one thing is okay. There's there's another comp that I think people are like playing very little that they should be playing more, which is uh, Shrek carry. Oh, and yeah. the moment that we start to see more Shrek carry, Talon's not gonna have a good time. Yeah, yeah. It Talon sounds like Talon has time. not a great time until like <laughs> the frontline dragons because he just can't fucking kill them. I mean, any sin but, into frontline dragons well, is just like here, take, take my lunch money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You got it. You got this free dub. <laughs> I um, I actually, I've been playing Lee Sin in a lot of. So this is this is not a sin thing, but like so, Idis for example, right? It's a very hard unit to remove from the front line, and if you like to with damage, I will say because the damage is the big thing there. Because if you think about last set, right? You couldn't solo front end all the time because like Syndra and and Singe were like very common early game units, and like people would play them on their boards for a long time, and they were just would remove anything from uh, the front line, right? The only one like that. And is so Lee yeah, exactly. So Lee said there's one, and it's a three cost, and it's not very techable, uh, quote unquote, not very techable. But the thing is like if. You, I, I was playing against a super, super capped mage board. I was playing like Mage Idis or something. It's, uh, um, and I was playing, uh, I was playing like like Party Time Corky with like a Yasuo T or something mm-hmm. as well. And then like, so I have like, it was like a shitty board because I had like four Bruiser Frontline, right? Like, like it was just a bunch of units that were kind of like worthless, except for I was playing Orange. So I, I decided to tech in Lee. And dude, like, just playing Orn plus Lee is the most broken shit a lot of times. Oh, yeah. it, it totally fucks over Silas, totally fucks over Idis. It feels so good to play a random Lee on your board right now. Because mm-hmm. Two Tempest is also just like an insane synergy. Yeah, Two Tempest is really nice. Yeah. I played a game of Eight Tempest today, actually. <laughs> oh, you know, the Gosh. first game that I ever played at set seven for PBE was Eight Tempest. I did uh, <laughs> go. It was insane. Yeah, that when you see the lightning strike and you ki- it kills everything, it kills <laughs> the fucking everything. It does like the top DPS. When you look at your DPS at the end, it's just true damage, way at the top. I was playing Axiom Arc, and so oh, yeah. the the fucking Tempest thing was just KSing the entire board <laughs> every single time. Yeah. What does Axiom Arc so do? Sad. It's a, it gives you I, mana on kill. It's like uh, uh, yeah, yeah okay, for okay. mana. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I was like, oh god, no, oh, please, please. Just, oh, no. I had to go down to six tempest so it wouldn't just kill everything. It was so sad. I mean, to be fair, it's like if tempest goes off and you get like one ult off with your Aushin, you could probably clean up the fight regardless of yeah. What you what, 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 yeah, what, what, no, it was it was just wicked funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, I, I think low key, uh, Lee, not even low key, like Lee reroll with with damage items is so with AP is so. Oh yeah, D D Mancer Lee Sin. I've yeah, I've, I've, like, I've like seen a, that a couple times. It's gargoyles, yeah. archangels, maybe like a titans in there something or something. Like he Archangel, just kills everything. Archangels yeah. just feels good now, doesn't it? Oh, I in long. my opinion, archangels is like yeah, it's like one of the best eight. It's for, in my opinion, it's the best AP item, like hands down. Yeah. Like it's yeah. good early game, it's good late game, it's like good on every single AP carry. It's good on Deja. It's good on Oush. It, don't get me started on how good it is on Oushin. Like you know, yeah. you know how crazy <laughs> that item is on Oushin. If you put an Archangel on Oushin, you don't need anything else. Like you know, you don't want the mana if you have a good enough front line. You don't want the mana because 
the the later it takes for Aoshin to ult, the more units he's gonna kill. Yep. Yeah, no, that is a crazy it's a crazy item. Yeah. And like if you think about it in the meta right now too, every fight's so slow, right? Like Varus <laughs> wants to ramp, Nami wants to ramp. Like and, and the thing is you have Archangels, you just you have Archangels Aoshin, for example, like you just like the longer they try to stall the fight, you're just like sitting you're like, there and your yeah, your armchair like 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 you like an evil yeah like an evil laugh. Like I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Yeah, so Archangels is just great. Ascension's really good right now too. Which is it's nice because in six point five Ascension wasn't good at all. Oh yeah, things are things are dying too fast. I think it's like a lot of. It's just like how good some of the frontline synergies are, right? Like obviously a cruiser, but like Guardian, I think honestly, I think Guardian is probably the the best early game defensive synergy, and like that shit gives you so much survivability. And the units themselves also never ever ever die ever. Yeah, they're it's always like, built to be fucking insanely tanky. Yeah, like the fact <laughs> that you have both Braum and Leona. Who already just never die, and they give you like, what is it? It's thirty five percent health as shield, right? Yeah. And usually yeah, they're shielding each other, and they're it's just like, what what is happening? You know, they just, they just don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about like two cost degen comps, mm-hmm. Riley. I, I feel like I feel like you could be a Lilia one trick. So I feel like you could figure out Lilia. I thought about Lilia, way. yeah, because I was like, oh, there's Cavaliers in the there's a two cost Cavalier. Oh yeah, yeah. I personally think Lilia is hot garbanzo beans. Oh, okay, I feel here's <laughs> you can probably make it work though. I can. Yeah, there's Jen. Okay, if any, let's be honest. If anyone's gonna figure out calves, actually, I'm not gonna figure out the calves board. I'm gonna let like Beppo or someone figure it out, and then I'm just gonna really perfect it from there. But also, like me plus someone else, we're probably gonna be the ones to figure out Lilia. So. Yeah, you just, I, I want to figure it you out. You don't play her if there's a declaw and on any frontliner in the lobby, because then you that's get up. <laughs> that's when it Although, goes bad. <laughs> yeah, you probably so. Yeah, it's like man, I I just because I tried to make Lily, you know, because uh, she actually used to be really strong on PVE, but she got like big nerf. She got like big yeah. big nerf, and like yeah. I tried to play her post nerf, and this unit like is not tanky. Doesn't deal any damage and gets killed instantly in a front to back. Yeah. She's and I'm just gonna, like, oh, she's gonna oh, need no. a buff, and Silas is gonna be a big nerf for you to remotely want to play her as the frontline in mages. Because I think mm-hmm. you're gonna want to play mages with her. Oh that's yeah, my, no, I like my angling, I. Yeah. I never ever ever put Lilia on my board if I don't have to. Like yeah. the Nami board, <laughs> it's like I take Silas one over Lilia two. Honestly, probably even Lilia three any day. It's like fair. Let me here. Let me do a poke around because I mean, Lilia frontline is pretty self-explanatory. I don't think you don't really want scale scorn. Well, you could play. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah, scale scorn is so no. good. Yeah, scale you scorn could, is nice. You could play her with the damage Sims. reduction. Actually, yeah. No, uh, you well, just like have Diana with tank. Oh, like I a think, frozen heart, and I, then like damage on Lilia, right? Yeah, I think you play like Diana. Diana with the, Diana damage Lilia. You play. Prob- probably just Kiana as the other one, and then you pu- so you reroll Kiana, you reroll Lilia, 
You can play Lee just to make sure you don't get stuck on Declaw. Just put the Lee next yeah. to Lilia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I'm map- I'm mapping this Whoa. out. We're 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 gonna figure this out in real time. So Diana, Yada, Wait. Kiana. I met. I think you want to play three Cav with her. Um. So like, what is it? Just Sedge and Sedge. Sedge Nunu. If you, um, let's see. Sedge Nunu. Where's Nunu? There's Nunu. Probably want to keep. Eh, hundred hundred health is nice, but I feel like if you hit Hecarim, you can drop Sedge. Yeah, probably for sure. You you probably you probably drop Sedge because this setup you probably want to keep Lee Sin. So fuck Mage because Lily is more of a tank in this setup. And Wait, then I got if, you, it. if you hit Hecarim, you drop yeah. And then you can reroll you reroll Lilia. Or you can even use this to push level seven. It's it's Dragon Mancer Lilia, and then you move the items on to Honestly, that's the key. That this is the looks key. like if Nunu. I just looks, want to play Dragon bad, Mancer. Right? That doesn't sound yeah. bad. So you just like have, you have like here's a couple ways you can do it for sure. I'm a ima- mm-hmm. so I'm imagining you actually use this to push like level seven and reroll the three costs, and then you can get Hecarim. You can get four Cav on. So it's four Cav, two Assassin plus Lee Sin. Yeah, that, I think that sounds good. That's. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think we might be onto something. And then you then that's that's a version of the Diana reroll. This is I don't know if you play this right now. This is contingent on like some of the units getting buffed potentially or like some what units are good in the meta. But low key, this board sounds pretty fucking good. Like, and you don't care as much about um needing the units to walk up because like everything in the front line becomes a carry because when you have four cav everything's tanky enough that they become carries so mm-hmm. you don't and like having more frontliners clumped around diana cool if she has healing and ie she's gonna melt them anyway so you this this setup you actually don't give a shit it's more like kane the squishy assassins that you don't want the front line like coming back and targeting so then the cav aggro doesn't matter anymore yeah. Okay, I think we figured this out. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel like a, if cabs are good, I have a new comp to run. Good to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to see you just test this and like like actually make it a meta thing. That'd be sick. I mean, I think I think any board that has a Diana with like a potential like Diana with like any oh, items yeah, on Diana her in it is gonna be yeah. <laughs> you know, I I won a bunch of games at the end of the set just so, or the end of the segment live yesterday with just like like sparks on fire Diana. <laughs> and like she would just like she would kill everything because she just yeah like, i mean that so item bad. combo yeah. on its own is like already insane on it's it. insane so yeah. many yeah. units it's crazy diana items are just like infinity edge titans healing right or like i type i healing plus one yeah if you want to carry yeah. i think it's actually blood time better to um so i've been playing a lot of scale scorn and so what i do is i just like i, I put like Random tank items and like utility like throws is hard on Diana, and then I just yeah, put damage items like Olaf, like a different sin. That may, that and then because yeah. she does so much without any items, right? Yeah, oh, is yeah. the thing. Well, I feel like she's, she's, like, one those, she's one of those units, like you don't have to invest in her to do a shit ton of damage, but once you invest in her, she really does a shit ton. Yeah, the only issue is that she can there's this weird trade-off like when she's two-starred where a lot of times you have three damage items on her or like, like damage items and like a little bit of healing she'll often die before she gets her second ult when everyone turns because she like what will happen is that she doesn't get auto like, she doesn't get turned on until after her first cast right so she has her shield her shield pops and she has enough mana where i like that start time is enough where she actually doesn't get a full cast off unless you have titans or like something like See, that 
Um, so it doesn't feel amazing, in my opinion, until you're dying at three. I th- have those items. I think Cavs kind of fixes that, though, because Cavs are so fucking tanky. And you have so much front line and it's distributing pretty evenly that, like, Diana's not going to get turned on for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely with Cavs, I can see it being good. Yeah. Like, she gets stuck autoing, like, because like, a lot of time what happens is she gets stuck in her shield for a long time, right? Which is why, like, like she got to rely on her doing some damage with her auto attacks, too. Um, because if you three star, which is why I, I end up really liking carrying a different thing. Because the thing is that the items on her, um, like let's say you have IE, like IE Gunblade on her, right? She's gonna yeah. use her spell, she's gonna orbs are gonna hit, and then she's like, gonna be stuck in her barrier for like the whole next, actually, you know, six or seven seconds. It's probably like the Katarina build with IE Spark Hodge, could be something like that, or, or I guess general healing because I. All three of the healing items sound really good now for different reasons. So. Hmm. I low-key think the best sin board right now is just the Talon board. And then you have, Mm. like, if you hit a single pike on eight and you have an IE left over your pike, you just put whatever the fuck you want on Talon and one IE on pike and you're just off to the races. Oh, pike. Pike, what a unit. Pike is so good. What a unit. (laughs) He's such a good unit. What 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 a crank. He can be super bad sometimes. Oh, but yeah. if you like yeah. have a board that compliments him in the like, you don't even need whisper. I, I like I was playing Pike today. I ran an IE Spark like like the Katarina build with no whisper, and like this guy was just fucking one shotting Yasuo too. It yeah. was disgusting. I mean, what I like about this set is that all of the legendaries feel like pretty dope. You know, like yeah, they also yeah. all yeah, all three yeah. of the dragons feel like super dope and then like all of the legendaries also feel like i think soraka is the one exception but yeah i actually okay i when i played jade i actually played decap soraka Woach. and it was kind of nuts but maybe it was just because the rest of my board was also super duper cracked because like the yeah, healing skills off of uh ap ap yeah, yeah. but but i, I guess the main thing about really Sorak, yeah it's like the oh, sorry, passive yeah. is huge like the the health the health region passive is actually like yeah insane yeah i was gonna say Soraka. sorry I it. Soraka on a board like Soraka feels really good to play on a board for the plus two hp if you have an extra slot for a while but she does not feel good on like like to actually play as a unit on a board, except for oh, yeah, like yeah. Jade, basically. Which yeah, is where like yeah. I think a lot of five costs right now are very flexible, right? Like Yasuo mm-hmm. um, can be played on anything. Even so the dragon, like you can just play Shivano whenever the fuck you want, you're fine. Um but then like like Soraka's like you put on your board when you want a little extra HP, and then you're like, ah, okay, you're gone for Bard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. ah, you're gone for some other five costs that actually does something. Um yeah, I hope, I hope they make her a little more interesting as the set goes on, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a hundred health somehow and you get a Soraka, I feel like you plop that shit down instantly, right? Oh yeah, you know? yeah, that happened to me actually <laughs> yesterday. You're like, oh, I'm hundred HP Soraka, and yeah. I have Soraka. All right, time to <laughs> delete units from this enemy's board. Yeah. Well, so what happened is that I so I was hundred HP on like like stage four. I hit a Soraka and I played it, and then it, it like you know it takes like a couple seconds to cast. It cast. It killed the Nivio one, and I was like, ah, that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so I switched out with Bard immediately. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if somebody, for example, you know, let's say somebody's playing Dragon's Den, right? And you got a Soraka yeah, yeah. there. 
You know, they have like three units on their board. <laughs> you gotta kill something. <laughs> the key the, the key to counter Dragon's Den is just to be 100 HP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and hit a Soraka. That is the, that's the, the big plan. Yeah. Uh, Soraka he, 3, though, that's the best unit in the game. We, we, oh, we gotta, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just that's that when having a mana generation item hard. might not be fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so build Shojin just in case you hit Soraka 3. Basically. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah, any other... What else is good? I mean, I think... Itis plus like Swift Shock backline, just like it's like kind of like playing Alistair and snipers almost last mm-hmm. set where you just you have a big or like Scion snipers as well. Like you just have a big body in front that doesn't die, and you have like six Swift Shot, and it's like the firing squad. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so good. Um, I don't know. Zaya feels. I feel like Zaya feels sporadically very good and very underwhelming for me, and I can't really tell exactly what's making it. Yeah, making a difference yet. Honestly. I, I've had Zaya work, tw- okay, the, twice I'm, I'm like pushing it a bit because one of those was Varus rerolls, so like obviously it's going to work <laughs> if you're playing Varus on your board, but uh, the other one was uh, with the Scorch Augment, and I was playing, I was playing Rage Blade Shift Gunblade Zaya. Oh. And she was, she was putting in work, she was... Uh, I also had Gadget Expert, which is also broken, so, you know, take that also with a grain of salt, but yeah, she was she was kind of popping off with those. I, I just, I, it feels weird, you know, like for, like, another example is that, like, Corky, I feel like it's somewhat of a hit or miss type of champion. Yep. Like, you know, Corky Cannoneer, you kind of, like, his ability scales off of it, like, AD, you kind of think, oh yeah, Corky, I'll put, like, a D-Blade on him, you know, Rage Blade, you know, I'll pop off. And like so, sometimes you play for that, and you play the Corky on your board, and you just lose, and you lose, and you just lose every single round, right? Yeah, you, like, you just can't kill like the Silas too the entire game, yeah. basically, or something. Yeah, but like you know, I had a Corky last game, one starred with Rage Blade Shiv, and he was just melting everything. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know, like ah, oh. <laughs> you know. <What? laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree that, like, I feel like Zaya and Corky are so hit or miss. I've had so many, I've had, like, like two or three Corky games where, like, he just feels like he's really underwhelming, and then, like, I barely signed in the top four. And then I had a couple yeah. where, like, there's this party time game where it's an augment that gives your rebel unit centaurs and attacks when they kill unit, where, like, as soon as I two-starred him, he, like, I had, like, like GSIE Hodge or something. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just fucking pumping. Like, the, yeah. the amount of damage this Corky gave was disgusting, but the yeah. trick was, and I think what I've heard about Corky is that He's he's very very bad at getting through like big solo frontline right like he cannot kill mm-hmm. Midas most of the time and that's oh, just yeah. that's just his his thing so I feel like the best way to play Cork right now is you, you just put a lease you almost in. always yeah no exactly you always almost always a TK from early games you just play TK Orn and then you always have a Lee because if you don't have Lee you're just you're fucking doomed because if, like say you run into an Idas or a Silas like you just can't kill it and then you you die but if you kick it out of the front line then yeah then they clumps, start hitting they big, yeah, yeah big backline clumps yep and it, it feels super good to hit so or uh, i think star. the key to corky is three star the corky yeah. then you don't have to worry about True. a single thing ever <laughs> i played against Zaya three today that shit is the most overtuned forecast i've ever seen in my life three star oh, oh really it, it, i actually, haven't seen it yet it's like a full board wipe like, like, oh. and it literally just feels like a three star five cost i'm pretty sure three star uh-huh. Zaya is better than three star shivana <laughs> oh, i can see it yeah 
it sends out five feathers and the return damage is like tripled. Oh my god. <laughs> so it goes from two feathers to five. And it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't do anything against it. I was like twiddling my thumbs playing. I was like this game playing in a swing reroll. And I was like, ah, I'm going to win the game. I'm going to hit Zaya at eight at nine. I wasn't scouting at all. And then all of a sudden this guy has Zaya three on eight. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I this, I feel like the, the three star four costs come at the like most random moments in this set. Like I am almost never ready for somebody to hit like a three star four cost. Yeah. And it feels like, like more so than like said four or set five or set six where you're just like oh this person you know they're going for it sometimes you just hit and you're just like oh it's home (laughs) it's like (laughs) nice (laughs) and then the lobby just question mark pings it and like how the fuck did this happen you know yeah i don't know i know pandora's bench can can help with that um have you 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 know what pandora's bench does right yeah riley I'm not sure if you okay. It's it's a reroll thing. Of course, I've seen it. Yeah, that was <laughs> true. Weird. That was dope. I love that offense. It's so cool. I, I there's a clip of Dax getting two three star Dianas because saw he that. yeah yeah he rerolls three costs in Pandora's bench and it gets past shop odds. So like, even though you can't see more Dianas in shop after three starring one, he just kept turning more and more Dianas into Diana <laughs> or things into Diana. It was so cool. It was so sick. Um, speaking of Dax, we can. We can oh, get baby. into some some of the the drama that happened this week if we want to move away from the set for a bit. Eventually, or something. I know Riley was excited to talk about this. I have thoughts. So, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, there's been this conversation in the TFT community, and I'm sure in many many games that involve variances communities, uh, which is is tournament more is tournament or ladder more indicative of skill. Is it, you know, is the person who's ranked one on ladder better or is the person who wins every tournament better? Um, and so Dax, or our friend our friend Dax here, he made this tweet. It, honestly, I feel like... I, I feel like... like uh, unnecessary <laughs> shit for this tweet. I yeah, he got, got unnecessary incredibly unnecessary shit. shit. I feel like like he, this tweet seemed so... Like, I saw it, I, throw, I, I went by it, and I was like, oh, that's a good tweet. And then, <laughs> like... It, it was literally like he just got hit by the firing squad. It's because like, like he, 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 he got into the crosshairs of Soju, you know? And once that yeah. happens, it's fucked, you know? It's so fucked. Because I, yeah, so I love Soju, but Soju really wants to believe that ladder and tournament skill are the same. No, the thing is, the thing is like, I think Soju's opinion on it is not as, like... It's not as, as like... It's not as like one sided as you might think it is. I don't actually because like I remember listening to him talk on uh, which 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 was the podcast? Hyrule Radio. Don't talk if you don't know. Was it Hyrule? Don't talk if you don't know. What 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 what? He's talking about a couple. We have enough. Yeah, we we have enough podcasts now. It just all blends together. I I remember it was. He was there with like Bryce, and like Bryce was saying something, and then so she was like, "Oh yeah, I actually agree with you, Bryce, on like that specific point." It was like. I don't think he's like that much of a like polarizing, but his language, you know, like, you know, the way that Soji talks for entertainment is like hyperbole, right? And when his tweet starts with, this might be the worst take of all time, he doesn't actually mean this is the worst take of all time, he's, but he's like, just being he's going to tweet this is the worst take him. of all time. And because of that, Dax got like absolutely shit on, you know, like, so absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
for anyone wondering what the take was, it was a very tame take that like a lot of people have, which was Dax said that ladder is not ladder doesn't matter as much as tournament. Like like tournament results matter a lot more. Um, you don't need to be was, the best ladder player. See, being a I didn't even player. say no, anything no, 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 about no, no, no. tournament. He I, didn't even mention tournament. I just read the tweet. It oh, just he just says that, It fake. just literally says that being good on ladder does not make you good in tournaments. He didn't even say which one is more indicative of skill. He just said. <laughs> Ladder skill is not as indicative of he, tourney like, skill as you think. He didn't mention anything about tournaments. There's no word. Wait, I'm gonna, what is the tweet? Let, let's see, see, let, see what the tweet let, is. Word let me pull for it word. I'm pulling Here it up. you go. Yeah, yeah. TFT rank ladder is not an accurate representation of how excellent you are at playing TFT in a highly competitive setting. It is, however, an extremely accurate representation of how good you are at beating people worse than you. That's a good take. That's that's, that's his take. That's, it's a hundred percent true. That's there such, should be no argument about how true that is. That's such yeah. a lukewarm take. I don't know why everyone's treating and then, it. And it's <laughs> Soju comes in here with a fucking baseball bat. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, Let's read the Soju tweet. The Can you read the Soju tweet? The Soju tweet is wait, so, the, the end of the Soju wait, tweet is just like I haven't I, seen the Soju tweet because he still has me blocked wait, okay, on Twitter. I'm gonna read it. Oh, I have it. I have it. Give me a second. Give me a second. Let me... Wait, why am I cannot find this tweet? Did Dax delete the tweet? I, oh, no. I got this okay. one, too. It's still up. It's still up. Soju says, this might be the worst take of all time. And then he follows with a non-sequitur. Players that win tournaments more often than not hit can hit rank one on demand. I'm not saying ladder is everything, but it's different when hard-stuck 1,200 LP players say ladder doesn't mean anything. <laughs> don't mean to at anyone or anything. I don't know why you had to put the last part. Like, <laughs> hard stuff so much no people here. I'm rambling? Okay. You know what my favorite part, though, about all of this is? It's that, like, every, like, I, I'm, like, scrolling the comments, and then there's just, like, like little spatterings of, of, of Alex M just shitting on him. <laughs> He's like, Alex M agreeing with you, Dags. I agree with Soju. <laughs> fuck you, Dad. It's just over and over. Like, like every other comment is just Alex responding with like a "fuck you, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this, this it definitely got like this got hit. This got this is blown so out of proportion, man. And it's crazy. yeah. The thing is, it, it, well, what Dax did is he touched a beehive, right? Because here's what it is. Here's what it boils down to: is that when it comes to players like TFT players, right? Because a lot of the big names responding to this are TFT players responding either way. In fact, is that whether a tournament player is a tournament player or a ladder player, uh, TFT players do not watch other TFT players play for the most part, right? Soju hasn't watched a game, hasn't watched Dax play a game. He doesn't know how the fuck that, you know, like, I mean, he hasn't watched, anybody, like, that's not to say like, this is, you know, like they shit on Soju for that. It's just, that's the thing that TFT players don't do. They don't watch other players play for the most part. Obviously there are exceptions. People who watch a lot of VODs to get better, like, like Ramblin, for example, know, like know a lot of people, people play. Bryce knows oh, I, a lot of people I, play because I, he watches probably, Infinite. Either me or Alex M probably knows the most how Dax plays. Yeah, because yeah. I've actually probably uh, watched more DAX than most TFT streamers, right? So, but the, in general, players do not watch other players. I would say in TFT, particularly at the top of the TFT, players don't watch other players. Um, 
And so what happens is that when you get into a conversation like ladder versus tournament, which one is a, a more definitive skill, is that players will immediately go to try to defend whichever one they think makes them better at the game, right? <laughs> uh, which is why people who are really good on ladder and not as good in tournament will say that ladder matters more. People who are really good in tournament and not in ladder will say tournament matters more. And there's just, there's like, there the conversation is is never going to get to a point where one person or the other is correct because ladder is indicative of skill and tournament is indicative of skill. But you can't ever really say that one is more different than the other because, you know, there's like the sample size argument for ladder, but then there's yeah. like the, like, low, less skilled players tournament for ladder or for tournament. Like, you know, you it's just going to be that that circular conversation over again of like these these things that you cannot equate, these, these, yeah. these variables that you cannot equate. And so... The, in my my take, I tweeted about this actually, was that the only way to know how good a player is is to watch watch them play and make a decision for yourself. Which I I mean I, that's personally how I think, and I think this like this tweet is a good example of why that will probably never happen because everyone <laughs> just wants to. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, Wait, no, the best that's the best was... way to determine your 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 skill as a player, just like. You know, roll a dice six times and look at the number and then put it on a bell curve, you know, and like how far <laughs> down the bell curve you are. That's how good of a TFT player you are, because that's how good your luck is. There good, you take, go. good, good, good take. Good take. Good take. Good <laughs> take. I didn't realize that Sesco responded just saying, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you want to talk about the, the caster take the on this? Setsuko Riley? is... Setsuko is like the weird example. Like, like Setsuko is the one guy who is like a ladder and attorney, like hardcore oh. ladder and attorney player now because he he is like he he's a ladder god at this point, like a pretty recognized ladder god, and and now he's popping off attorney. Like I think he, I think he was a ladder warrior before set 5.5 regionals then he popped off and set 5.5 regionals and then he smashed set six like he was placing pretty consistently high in tourneys so now he is the example of both so like him saying lol i think is like he's the one person who can because like he's very much as both but yeah he's just he's cracked a letter but and, and yeah he's, yeah. he's just cracked I, at the game in general i think the caster I, take though is basically just agreeing with that it's also because it's such a lukewarm take like yeah there's differences in how you play the game in tourney and ladder so like one i mean it's the same game so there's strong correlation but it's not necessarily like one direct translates to the other i will say though like i i do think this is the like the thing about the, the, the reply that Soju like the second part of his of his his tweet not the this is the worst take of all time part <laughs> the uh, you know the thing about like how I think I do think like min, most most of the time if you're like a top top tourney level player you can hit rank one um, you know like I think you you, you know it, this happened for me like in set five for example or like five point five where it was like. Before then, I had barely scraped top 10, but I had already, like, been doing well in tournaments, and then I just decided, okay, I'm just going to do well on ladder, and I'm just going to, like, play the most meta way that you can, and just, like, play play what I know is right, instead of, like, doing other random stuff, which is what tends to, you know, that, I'm sure Appies is also sort of 
has you're experience. Like the, like when you try to like do the opposite of Setsuko, <laughs> and that like like you were a tournament god turned ladder god, and he was ladder god turned tournament god. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, you I can, get that. Like you, you play like ladder stuff, and then you yeah, you ladder very similarly. <laughs> and then you're like, oh well, shit. You know, fuck. There goes my LP. Yeah, you're like, like oh. going rank one. <laughs> Time well, to I think the thing is, right, is that, so I think people often use me as an example as a player who's like, I've never been rank one, or technically I've been rank one, but like, it was like first a challenger didn't really count in Step 500, because I was like, not like like, the thousands of LP rank one, I peaked like rank two or something, and like like 1700 LP, so I've never been rank one, right? But I do really well in tournaments now. So people are like, oh, well, he's not good at the game or something because he doesn't do well in ladder. I also, like, I think it, it, like, the reason why we get that, I think we can have this, like, there's no errant answer is that, how I treat ladder is very different from how other people, players treat ladder, potentially, right? Like, Kevin and I treat ladder very similarly. That means, like, how fun most of the time. And then, like, when it's time for, like, crunch time, when I need, like, when I need, like, a ladder placement for something, I'll grind to that placement, right? Like, I got the Challenger Series cut off. I got the Innovation Cup cut off. I got the, all the top, right? I got the top 32 cut off except for that one time that I didn't because I decided to play more and I just fucking <laughs> went eighth and had to play day one of Piltover Cup. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, I, like a ladder for me is a thing where, like, I will play it as much as I, I will sweat it as much as i need to and then i want to use it for fun and that's not to say that i think ladder is less indicative of skill than tournament because like you know like players like like you so there's also the funny part about that so you tweak too but um like i think like soji is very very good at the game right even just have the best tournament results he has very good results on ladder in general and that like he is very good at the game he's objectively very good at the game right you can't really say that because he's not because he has very good results and and he has good tournament results as well but mostly better ladder results i'd say and so because I take the like ladder differently, I I take I treat ladder differently than he treats ladder, right? And so the idea of like ladder being better representation of skill in tournament is gonna be different whether you're looking at Soju or me, right? Because we you can just watch them play and you can see that I am, you know, I'm trying to re-roll some stupid fucking one cost while he's mm-hmm. he's playing. Man, I just know, remember like, like yeah. There's this one game I was playing Reroll Sage and I went the fastest eighth you'd ever seen in your life. It was like yeah. Titans, IE, JG with like three socialite. And I was like, oh yeah, baby, I hit three star Sage. It's time to pop off. And then I lost every fucking fight. And I was like, uh, it's time I to think pop what, out of this game. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think know? what we do is is like very adjacent to like morbid curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I see a line like, oh, this is probably going to go really badly, but I want to try it anyways. And then yeah, I do it. I'm like, oh yeah, this did go really badly. Like, who knew? <laughs> oh, Sometimes oh, you just got to limit yeah. test, and some people are more willing to limit test than others. Yeah. yeah. That's about oh, it. Yeah. So the other thing about the Soju tweet, which I think is funny, is that I'm pretty sure saying that, like, most tournament players uh, can hit rank one. Like, most people win tournaments can hit rank one at the drop of a hat. I'm pretty sure that, doesn't that, like, contradict his point? Or, like, doesn't that work, like, against his point? Because he's saying it, that, like, tournament players... Of, can, you know? I think, like, <laughs> I, any, 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 like, you know... <laughs> any schmuck out there like you know you play you play 30s any schmuck can hit rank one yeah you can go rank one you want a tourney you're fucking you're gone at tfc <laughs> I, I feel like and that, like top tourney players like that's not a hundred percent true like for, i think it's like probably 75 percent true like top 75 percent of top tourney players if they wanted to and had the time and put in the effort they could hit rank one um but it doesn't work the opposite way. Like that's that's a that is a one way street. Tourney players can do that on ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Maybe can't, you, you can't take ladder like top ladder and just like do well in tourney. No, like, you those can't. are those are. 
and that that's also that's a good yeah. point to to make. It's like you know, if you if you consistently do well in tourney, I like personally me as a player from my perspective, I have no doubt that if you really wanted to, you could hit rank one. Like if you put in like you know a decent amount of time and just like discipline yourself. Like I'm pretty that's sure that's a tough part. Discipline. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's, the, the discipline. Like the, some people just don't 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 like to, to you know do the discipline. Uh, but like <laughs> you know, if you discipline yourself and you do the time, then you can hit rank one on ladder, right? But the other way around, not necessarily. I I would say it's like you can be rank and. You know, for for various players, it's different because, uh, like, <clears throat> you know, there are plenty of rank one players that ver- do very well in tourney. Some that f- fall flat, right? Um, I mean, maybe just they're just on the lower end of variance. But like, you know, I I think like when you think about like, you know, a lot of the well known tourney players, like you know, Ramblin has held rank one at like you know during set four, for example. Uh, and I'm sure that Ramblin, for example, could hit rank one if he, you know, played two times the amount of game that he plays, right? Which would be about as much as a normal player plays. Yeah, 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 He he gets, like, super high elo playing literally half the games everyone else. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, or, like, you know, you can see it, like, when Milk Milk decides, like, we all know Milk is cracked in tournaments, right? We know that for a fact. And, like, Mm -hmm. when he decides to, you're going to see him at rank one on the ladder, right? That's like, that's a no brainer. But like, you know, sometimes the rank one on ladder does not translate into being able to crush a tourney, right? It's it's two separate things. I feel like there's a correlation. Like if you can hit rank one that consistently and hold it, the chances you are good in tournament are not insignificant. Um, But it's not 100%. Like Soju in peak fucking form in set six was rank one for two weeks straight did not do well in tourney still like i i think it was we the fame not famous still like god calling anything i do famous still like the shit storm around my tier my power rankings tweet was when oh, it, was, yeah. it was going into zon cup <laughs> and soju had been ranked one for two weeks and i put him out like number 13 it was like i'm in peak form on ladder what the like what is this and then he got eighth in his finals lobby again at Zon Cup. I was like, what did I fucking say? But I do think just like it's it's, it's, it's a strong correlation, not- but it's not 100%. It's much less than ah. a strong tur- one of the best tourney players going and just hitting rank one ladder. It's probably my rough estimate is like 40%. Like I, I do want to I do want to say though, but, like that, you know, if you are rank one, like that's not to discredit it at all. Yeah, I oh, think it's none of like, what I'm saying is discrediting like, accomplishments of hitting rank th- one for two weeks straight. I think, I think Soju yeah. being a bad like tourney player is kind of a meme because like if you think about his like set five point five performance at regionals, he was like one of the best players there. Right? Yeah, like yeah, I think you, can't, you can't. Tourney Soju there, is like, kind of a meme at this point. He's not bad in ter- none of what I'm saying is he's about- bad in tournaments. He's just not the best. Yeah, it's a it's about form, but like I, I think the main thing is like. Obviously, there's, there's. I would say that like both have their merits, and yeah. like, you know, I, I think that one goes, one translates into the other a little bit better. Where like, if you c- 
consistently do well in tourneys, you're almost always going to be able to do well on ladder. Um, and I think that if you're, you know, if you're able to consistently hate, hit rank one on ladder, then I think that if you're in good form, then you can pop off in tourney as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's, that it's not rank one, one. I think it's our rank point, one though. on ladder does not necessarily translate to you're in good form compared to the rest of the field. Is what I'll say, right? Because there are like ten other players there that are not rank one, but maybe in better form. One because you know they're just you know they they don't hit rank one because they're they're not trying to like win every single lobby against players that are worse than them because ladder. 95% of the time you are playing against a majority lobby that is worse than you if you're a top player, right? That is, there's no argument. There's no argument against that. Very rarely will you have a lobby that's even half, if not, you know, like half top challenge, like top, top challenger players, right? Um, and so a lot of the times, like I, I, I do this in like all of my games, like, you know, I'll I'll see like the weirdest the weirdest stuff in my games, like decisions that I was that I like, like I feel like I have a pretty broad mindset on like what people can and can't do. But some people will do things that I just look at it and I'm like this is just blatantly wrong. And it's like, you know, the, you know, a lot of the players in your lobby will do that because that's how ladder is, right? It's people not necessarily just taking it very seriously, trying to like optimize things, just like people you know playing the you know playing playing tft because it's a fun game you know they're it's they're having a fun time and you know half your lobbies you got me fucking dicking around on talon because it's what i want to yeah. do <laughs> yeah and it's like you know when when that's when that's happening and you know you're gaining lp because of it you can't really say like oh yeah oh yeah i'm on the top of my game you see me you see me fucking crush that masters player Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I end of six. I, I was playing the end of. I was playing six point five. Like up until the last day, I hit rank eleven. I peaked out at top ten. Am I a top ten player in the server? Fuck no, because I think I hit two challenger players in all of the last day. Oh, it was yeah. just all grand. It was all grandmasters <laughs> and masters <laughs> players. I was just beating up on these fucking randos to just climb infinite LP and hit top ten. Does that? make me a top 10 player no but like I, is it is it an accomplishment i mean sure but that it's it's not always like oh just just beating up on grandmaster players how good you are at beating up on grandmaster players isn't it's impressive and an accomplishment and does make you good at the game but how much do you really value that yeah, I, I think it's important, like when having this conversation, and we talked about this a little bit. It's not like, like, right when uh, when we say, for example, that or when Soju says that, like, top tournament players can hit rank one on demand, kind of thing, right? That's not to say that like hitting rank one is less of an accomplishment than like doing a lot of tournament anything, because it, it's yeah. fucking hard. To oh, right. So I will say, I'll, I'll first by saying, I am I am a very good tournament player. I do not think I can hit rank one on demand. I do not have the discipline for it, and I don't have the the, the like mental skill set like <laughs> to just say I'm hitting rank one and just yeah. grind it out and hit rank have one. You, right? Have you hit rank one besides early set? Uh, no, no, I peaked like rank two. Uh, and, yeah, like, anything. So, so even, like, even, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. the with understanding that I cannot just wake up and say, oh, I want to hit rank one today or like mm -hmm. rank one this week, and then just like 
I don't have the discipline. I think I, I, I mean, I'm probably good enough on uh, most of the time to do it, but I am not good enough, like, like good enough, like at TFT, but I'm not good enough at the other set of skills that you need to do that consistently. Right. And that, that's the thing that you can look at is that there's so much that goes into hitting rank one and like in terms of like skill set, that's not just being good at TFT. Right, you yeah, have to, yeah, it's, very like, it's like telling yourself, <laughs> yeah. I know this is good. Don't fucking buy that. Unit. Yeah, 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 yeah no. Exactly, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I will never, I will never. I don't think I'll ever be the player that can just say like like hit rank one of the man. And I'm okay with that. And I think like you know, if someone wants to say I'm a worse player than someone else because of that, then they can say that because I am worse at things. I I am worse at hitting rank one than a large majority of tournament players. I, I, like top top level players, I would say. But well, I mean, they're they're right in the case that like I am I you know that makes me an objectively worse ladder player, right? So yeah, I am uh, you in know, all fairness. But like as an overall I, TFT player, just because you can't hit rank one on demand, what does that even mean? Like if you're if you can't do that, but you're an absurdly cracked tourney player, and we've well established that you're an absurdly cracked tourney player, then you're still fucking good at TFT and hitting rank and that's one. That's the thing, right? Hitting, hitting rank one does require a specific skill set that does that you don't even get from tournament necessarily. Like some of the specific yeah. skills you need. That and I think that's the key, yeah. right? Is that it's, it's different, right? Yeah. There are different environments, and so different like different skill sets work in different environments. And that basically what I was trying to say was that like there is as much as as. Like there, there's really not this one-to-one correlation of like TFT and tournament and TFT and ladder and stuff. Like they are, they are different. They like they're different. Like hitting rank one is different. Uh, rewards different skills than like doing like being first in a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so both are incredibly impressive. Doing well in tournaments and doing well in ladder. So like we're not we're not trying to discount how hard it is or how um, how much skill someone needs, right? And I think the thing is that like. Both players, both ladder, like uh, someone who's very good at ladder and someone who's very good at tournament are very skilled. It's just not all this, yeah. like, it's not the same necessarily. It is yeah. hard. You can't just say one's better than the other. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, the majority of, like, level headed opinions are pretty much going to agree with us that, like, there are different skill sets. How people value one versus the other is going to vary. Like, personally, I do think if you're better in tournament, that does, I value that more than, like, being good and being able to maintain rank one on ladder. Like, do I value the best tourney players above the best ladder players? Yes. Do I value the best ladder players that far behind? No. They're, like, just for being good at TFT. And that's what, when I put out, like, power rankings and stuff, the power rankings are the best TFT tourney players specifically and so like ladder has less of an effect on that if you're ranking the best just flat tft players ladder players are gonna be up there i just don't know i don't know if they'll be number one they'll a ladder player will be number two or three for sure it's not that it's not that far behind in terms of just raw tft skill i think there is a decent chance soju is the best tft player of all time because he is so fucking good at ladder that does not mean he's the best tournament player of all time. I made it unblock you on Twitter if you, if you listen to that. Wait, I'm, wait, wait, I'm, I'm not saying that to like get in fucking. Like, I, I know, so I know. Like I think I've said that before. Like there is there is an argument that he's the best TFT player of all time, and that we'll potentially ever see because he's so cracked at early set. He has such a knack for the game, to, and he's oh. so good at ladder, and he's able to consistently hit rank one. Every single fucking set, and he I, always shoots out of the gate. Early set. 
I so, will say par- part of that is because Soju streams nonstop. It gets like five times as many games in as most people within the same time span. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, even even I'm gonna like, just you consider all of TFT's history. Like, I'm not saying Soju is number one. I'm saying there's a solid fucking argument. There, it's oh, an yeah. argument I would. Yeah, I if you asked me to argue for that, I would be prepared to. He's I think, I think parts of TFT right. than any other player, right? Yeah. Oh, there there are certain parts of TFT he's far and away the best of in the server at. And so. then that's that's to say that like TFT yeah. is a very multifaceted game, exactly. and that just comes back exactly. to the ladder versus conversation, and that like you cannot correlate them one to one, and it's not that like one is more important than the other, or one is like you know one like being good at one makes you better at the game than being good at the other. They're both parts of the game, and you know. The best TFT player is probably the first who's ranked one while winning every tournament. So. That's true. Yeah. Because they're good at the, everything. Yeah. AKA milk. Milk. Yeah, yeah. right? It's milk. <laughs> it's just milk. If milk tried... It's just I'm, milk. You know, I'm pretty sure if milk tried all the time, he would be the best TFT player by a mile. Like, not even yeah, close. Milk, milk no, milk no argument. Milk is like the scariest. Oh, player. I mean, but I cut scene right. milk today, so is that is that oh, nice. you serve? <laughs> it's the the like get cut scene. The unofficial, <laughs> the unofficial world championship belt logic of oh the whoever beats the world champion is the new champion, and then just the belt keeps getting passed to whoever beats who. All in all, I think yeah. the main point though, ladder is fun, tourneys are great. Kumbaya. You know, you just play the game and stop giving Dax shit because his take is not that spicy. His take is not. Yeah, exactly. There are some way hotter takes on fucking Twitter. Like, goddamn. I I don't know why Dax got. Yeah. Soju came in with this fucking wrecking ball, said this is the worst take of all time, and then replied with a non sequitur. It's not not mean that Dax should get, you know, fucking shit on. Dogpiled. You know what tournaments are fun, though? You know, set you know, seven, because the set seven tournament circuit just got announced. <laughs> oh, true. We can talk about that a little bit before you wrap up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the last format, but better. It's tr- yeah. <laughs> okay, what? So let's talk through it first. So today is June 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 9th. Set came out two days ago, so uh, June seventh. So the format mm-hmm. is Astral Cup, which is over two weekends and is replacing. The Piltover and Zon Cup. It's um I bo- I don't want to talk about I, I'd Wait, be here all day it... if I talked about everything, but oh. it's like the semi open qualifier it takes place over two weekends, July first oh. and second, and then ninth and tenth. So it's in a yeah. month. Then Jade Cup is a few weeks after that. Midset finale a couple weeks after. Which That's has a world the, spot now. That which that has a world spot attached. Yes, exactly. Sheesh. Apparently, it, it comes with the caveat. Nature's told me that that person has to maintain challenger or has to be challenger by regionals, at, or at regionals. Okay. Yeah. So like oh. they can't just dick off. They can't just fuck <laughs> off the whole set and just, then just show up for worlds. Yeah. No, they, they time to go play Lost Ark, baby. <laughs> they do have to keep playing. And then after that, um, challenger series is gone. So. Set six point set seven point five gets released. I believe it's two or three weeks after three weeks after that. It's Dragon Cup, which is not direct replacing Innovation, which Innovation was like mid set basically. It is going to be the same format as Astral and Jade. Um, a week after that is the Last Chance Qualifier, which is basically set six point five Challenger Series, uh, and then two weeks is Regionals. 
So it's, it's it, the it, everything is just set six format, but better. And I think all of our complaints were like tourney format itself and some of the timing stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. there's still going to be debate over how many spots come from tourney performance versus ladder. But for with but for the players that do qualify from tourney, I th- I think that wasn't something people complained about. How people got those spots, like the qualifier points was awesome. They're maintaining that. The timing is better. There's not a tournament on the first patch of the fucking set. We have a month Thank to God. learn the set before the first tournament. Yeah. There's imagine, good... imagine. Yeah, I know. We, we, we play a Nami patch. The Nami Cup. Go. No. Nami Wait, Astral Cup would be really not. fitting then. Hey, Ast- Astral oh. Cup. Astral oh Cup is God. fitting. Wait, wait, we need wait, it on the first wait, patch. Let's wait, rename- can we move it? Look, can we rename this? Co- let's, can, can we call it Cum Shot Koi Fish again? I'm down. This one even I'm actually kind of where did that yeah. come from? Because <laughs> it's Nami. I just realized. True. And you put a oh, tear rod true. on her. It's cum shot. Oh my god! It, it is literally is cum shot. shot and she yeah. shoots this cum shot from her wand, right? Yeah, it's like a, like a cum shot koi fish got rebooted, like an old show. Like it's like Hunter Hunter 2011 <laughs> versus like Hunter Hunter 1999, right? Stop. <laughs> Any yeah, so. And then because the first tournament's not two weeks into the set, there's not a month-long gap in between the first and second tourneys. So Jade Cup is just like, it's a few weeks. It's like a decent amount of time, but it's not insanely long. So like, it's better pacing of the tournaments and better timing. And some of the format changes, it's... um, they, They also have something, I believe, for every tournament where the top placers on each day get bonus points going into the next day. So yes. it rewards you for doing really well. So like, oh, you got first on day one. Congrats. That don't mean shit anymore. Um, so it, that it also encourages you to keep trying your ass off, even if you've already qualified because you want some of those bonus mm-hmm. points. So that fi- there's like that helps with that. S- yeah. Six games per day. You'll and be I, playing. Yeah. Like the two weekend thing is great. I personally yes. am a big fan of the tournament being over two weekends instead of being crammed into like one weekend. That part is yes. huge. You know, I, I think like a lot of my sort of complaints from last set are like, uh, you know, have already been addressed. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we log into Tourney Realm. You know, I knew this was a good format (laughs) as soon as I saw the Ramkev tweet of see y'all in set seven. Like, that tweet, oh, thank God. (laughs) Ramkev's back, that means the format's good. That means they yeah. fi- that means they fixed it. Right, they, they've it's, made visible improvements, right? Because yes. like yeah, yeah. you know, the scoring is oh my the God, scoring no. is adjusted. The fact like just the fact that like we don't have to play on second weekend of the set. Yeah, no no just December twenty like, eighth. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> it seems a little bit whacked, you know. So this this is very, very nice. Like, you know, the two day thing. The points carrying over that that that's like that's pretty hype, you know, you know you're 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 dealing with the fact that if if I do decent enough in the first day, it's not like the last game is like a cakewalk. I can turn brain off, do whatever I want, right? Because mm-hmm. you know if you do well first day, then that carries over into second day, uh, and. So a lot, a lot of those issues are being addressed, uh, and it's huge. It's it's really nice. Obviously, like you know, the debate over who's qualifying based off of ladder, like that that was a debate that existed 
that, that's like a separate thing, right? That's like a that's that's more of a not a clear cut like you can make this type of improvement and it'll be you know be a just straight up step up because like people value those things differently, right? People value ladder, people value tournaments differently. So that's that's why like this determining how many spots for regionals are coming off of those. That's not something that you know wisdom can just be like, oh yeah, we can. You know, people people have an issue with this part. Let's just fix it, right? Because it's not that easy, right? They can't just say like, let's just change this one thing and then everybody will be happy because that's not very, you know, possible. I would I would even say it's impossible. So, but like they've they've made like very clear changes to the things that they can do, and that's that's great. Yeah. I think my my one problem with the points hearing over thing is that I can't go for the content tiebreakers anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, everything is so good. I, th- I, I am so happy about I, all the changes yeah. that have been made. I think they made a lot of they they made a lot of like pure quality improvements, and then like like Kevin said, there's stuff like you can debate that people value differently. I'm actually something I talked about. Um, during my during my charity stream was I kind of miss um, the consistent lobby format that Dawn Nightbringer and then Piltover and Zon used because I think having some tournaments where you you know your lobby every time and can really prep for it is super valuable. Like you can you can spend a solid like few hours instead of just frantically lull chesting your opponents as soon as you know the lobby. Um, I'm kind of sad that's less prevalent, although Nature's did point out, like, every final lobby is, you know, your opponents and you can prep. So, for, like, mid-sets and regionals, like, as soon as you know your final lobby, final day, you can do that. So, it's not entirely gone. It is less prevalent, and I love, I really value that preparation aspect. But that's a, like, that's a difference in what people value. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, about to peep a riot because it's gone. So it's a lot of it's a lot of good improvements. I'm really fucking excited for the set. I'm really excited to cast, assuming I can cast more. So gonna be a good time. Yeah. Hold on. Ooh, you want my current conspiracy theory? So look if you look at the dates, uh the last chance qualifier is October 8th and 9th. I thought that weekend sounded familiar and I looked it up. It's the weekend of TwitchCon. Oh, I now that I'm mentioning it, y'all are connecting the dots, right? You're gonna fly people out to TwitchCon. Hmm. TwitchCon, these. I wonder. I wonder (laughs) because it's 16. There's a chance they fly everyone, all the competitors out, and do a LAN. If not, there's a chance they just do the caster desk in person at TwitchCon. Whoa! But that could. I. I mean, I brought it up and just told Nature's, I know you can't say anything about this, but this is just my wild conspiracy theory. Just looking I'm at down dates. to not qualify so I can go to TwitchCon. <laughs> Pog. <laughs> I actually, yeah, actually, yeah. Because oh, wait, where yeah. is TwitchCon? So it might it might just be the caster desk, but. If it's from TwitchCon, please put me on the caster desk. That would be so much fun. That'd be I want to so do that. I, also, cool. I need a. I need an excuse to go to TwitchCon. B. I want to cast in person so fucking badly. Please. Wait, please. where is TwitchCon? LA. Um, 
Uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I lay these nuts on your mouth. I lay these nuts. <laughs> hey, what's the new Pokemon? What are the new legendary Pokemon? Oh, Kuraidon <laughs> and Miraidon. <laughs> hey, with it, Kevin. <laughs> and that's been episode however much of the triforce tactics podcast (laughs) yeah we do not have any questions um it would seem (laughs) in chat so yeah looks like that'll do it uh i guess i guess i'll I'll ask one question before we wrap up here what are what are everyone's favorite units i know you haven't played much riley but mine is probably lee sin so far my favorite unit is rise mine is talon Actually, it's a tie. I think I like Rise, and I really like Elise because I played oh, a game. School. I played a game yesterday of Mage Spad Elise with Rage Blade BT, and it was the fucking. It was insane, cause like Mage Spad, she bites twice, right? And when she gets the reset, she bites twice. So oh, she really? bites twice resets if she kills and then jumps down and perma kills i know she bit twice on the reset yeah she bites that's twice fucked on the up reset. it's insane it's Sheesh. nuts yeah but i played that <laughs> yesterday and i ended up losing to another mage board but i'm gonna pretend oh. that i won that game <laughs> there you have it there you have it well uh thank you so much everyone who joined us live um, again, next week at, uh, next week will be Friday, not Thursday. It'll be Friday at like seven thirty or seven. We'll, we'll let you know by then. Um, shout out as always to our patrons, our our Patreon supporters. We have Happy Paladin Cloud and Nicholas Stroh. Super appreciate it. And uh, we will be back next week. Yeah, Friday. Uh, well, Riley Friday. will not be back. Yeah, um, small. We'll, but Kevin and I will be I, here. I will we'll be, be on an airplane. So not be on here. <laughs> True, true facts. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Make sure to like and subscribe and follow. And what's other form of commu- communication is there? Because I, I, I've used Morse code so far. I've used Braille, I think. But yeah. Um, radio. Radio the, the, waves. The, the paper cup with the string that attached to another paper Silent cup. Whenever language. you listen to it from that, make sure to like the cup and subscribe. Anyways, bye-bye. Thank you, uh, Mateo and Kevin and Riley, obviously, for being great hosts. Ghost and then Mateo for being a producer. I'm tired today. Goodbye.